Welcome to the Film Shapes Podcast. Meet your new crew. Over here is Eddie No-Nose, formerly Eddie the Nose. Well, what happened? Don't ask me that. That's a no-nose, no-no, page one. And right here is JD. He put the Asian in home invasion. And over there is the one and the only Bats. No need for intros, Doc. Everybody from the jungle to the trap, no Bats. Hi, listener. We're talking about uh, Baby Driver from this year, earlier this year, released about three, four months ago, I guess, Uh, directed by Edgar Wright, the very funny English director and writer. Um, This stars Anson El Gort, Lily James, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Spacey, John Hamm and a few others. Great cast. Yeah, it's a good cast. Um, You saw it recently? I did. I saw it on the the small screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, we're going to get in get in deeper as we go, but um, yes, yeah. Um, so it's a. How can we sum this up? Um, it, the baby, the titular baby, is a getaway driver. Yeah. Working for a gang of kind of you know, near do wells, I suppose, in Atlanta. Uh, he doesn't really belong in this world, does he? Um, yeah, he's definitely an outsider character. Yeah, he wants to get out and he's he's itching for a way out. It seems at the beginning of the film there is a certain point where he can extricate himself, but things... Of course, yeah, that would make a for a pretty boring movie if he... <laughs> Thank you, last one. I'm yeah. gone. See you later. See you later. 30-minute movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I wanted to bring this up. It, I think... As far as the story goes, there's nothing new here. I think, uh, yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that. Not having watched a lot of films like this, but it does have a very familiar kind of vibe to the whole. Yeah, he's um. I, I, this director's very into referencing. Like, um, I think he kind of based this on the movie called The Driver from the 70s. With yeah, yeah. I heard an interview with him and yeah. he was – he's a really nerd, film nerdy guy, isn't he? It Nothing was wrong with that. The, the le- but the level of uh, detail, he, he was talking about that. There's a section in the film, I don't think it'll give too much away, mm. but where there's a little moment he said, oh, did you, did you notice what happened in that moment? He actually turns off the mm. airbag button in the car. Oh, God, I didn't even like, notice Is that. there even an airbag button in a car? I don't know if it's there like, is. This scene must last for all of a second. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but yeah, he's he's at that level of detail with stuff where maybe it's a little bit yeah. too much detail. Well, some people may say too much. Some people may say that's very particular, very efficient, I suppose. I don't know if it's efficient. Not efficient, that's the wrong word. Well, yeah, because if he's focused on all these little things, maybe is there some big picture stuff which could have been... Uh, not, yeah. I think that a little, yeah. the story almost is a backdrop to the technical aspect of it. Did you notice one point, in a, I think in the early car chase, a flash goes off when he goes through a red light? Ah, uh, no, I didn't. I don't I saw this that. on the second yeah. viewing, yeah. Um, then, then later, when his foster dad is watching the telly, yeah. there's a black and white picture of him from that. Uh, okay, which yeah. which is great, but unnecessary. I think if you're going yeah. through multitude of red lights, probably one's going to go off. And I don't mind that so much, though. Yeah, but um, but yeah, this thing he he was saying about the airbag button and it just seemed a bit strange. Uh, Over elaborating, maybe. Um, but yeah, he's a he's 
there's a lot of cameos in this film as well, mm. isn't there? There's, yep. And I don't know probably all the people that are that are in it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the John Spencer <laughs> song, Bell yeah. Bottoms, yep. is at the beginning. And then John Spencer, I think he might have a cameo at the beginning of the film, but he's also in the last scene. I didn't see him in the well. beginning, but he's the yeah. prison guard, isn't he? Yeah, he's the prison guard. Did you recognise him as a muso? Nope. I'd never seen him before. No, nope, so. wouldn't have seen him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else was in this film? That Well, the director of The Driver, Walter Hill, was the – was he the voice? Ah. Uh, I think he was – Okay. The, the, yeah, he was the translator for The Foster Father. Ah, you know who else was in it? Go on. Flea. Yes. <laughs> Flea. I didn't recognise Flea and then I – Saw that it was Flea yeah. afterwards. Oh, right. Yeah, Chili okay. Peppers Flea, yeah. Yeah. So he's obviously right into his music, you know. A couple Ed- of the Atlanta uh, rap dudes, Big Boy and somebody yeah, else were, yeah. were in yeah, the bar with were- Spacey, yeah. Yeah, he, he he really gets into it, doesn't he? Who was your um, favourite performance in this? What what actor would you say? Yeah. By a long way, Jamie Foxx. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Spacey and Ham were really good too, but. Fox I really liked incredible. John Hamm having sat through the whole Mad Men series. You know, it's it's great to see him in a different kind of role. I've never seen Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. So very different. What's he doing that? He uh, he's, he's a madman. He's, he's the guy. He's the ad- advertising executive in the fifties, sixties, oh, okay. New York. Um, but yeah, quite a different character and yeah. um, and time period. But also, he showed up on an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, like really? Christmas special mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, um, which was the first thing I'd seen him in since Mad Men. Okay. And uh, he did a great job there. I'm liking him more okay. and more. Then check out an episode of Toast of London. Toast of London? <laughs> He's in that. I'll write that down. Um, and the episode, I think, is called Ham on Toast. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. good. Um, no, they, yeah, they're all good, I think. But, but Fox is, yeah, excellent. I think he's mad but not. Not sort of wacky mad, you know. Yep. He dials it down a bit, but he's still a nutter. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey, as always. Yeah, does what, the job. Whatever else might be said about him these days. He's, he's, still, a, he's still a fine actor, yeah. He's great yeah. to watch on screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how did you think the the main actors were both kind of new? Um, and, yeah. What's his name? Ants. Ants on Elgort. Ansel Elgort. Is that right? Ansel yeah. or Anson? Ansel. I'll bug it if I know. Yeah, Ansel, is it? Okay. So there's Ansel and yeah. Lily. Lily James. I Lily think. James. Yeah. And I was, uh, apparently she's in, uh, what's that British? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> that British show. That British uh, show. Yeah. Downton yeah. Abbey. Downton. She's is that it? Downton. I got that. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. There's only one British show there's only after one of them. all. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, do you think they were up to the same stand or is it fair to kind of judge them next to these other yes and no yeah yes and no i mean they were cast to lead the film right they're the young leads yeah and i think pretty much they're charisma vacuums i think you and i are a little bit on agree in Mm. agreement on this um yeah it wasn't did did you find that every time they were on screen you wanted something else to happen yeah, yeah, but but it always did happen. Yeah, true. You know, to credit. So I think maybe it's not entirely their fault that they came across that way. You know, I think it was maybe part of the writing as well. Yeah. But no, I, it's no. hard. It's one that's hard to put your finger on because yeah. in in some ways their characters needed to 
be the way they were. Yes. Yeah. You know, without giving it all away. But mm. he's, um, I think we can give away that he's got uh, tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got that constant ringing in his ears. That's so he's an... always got headphones on. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of an outcast, but. That, that's actually get... quite a good little wrinkle. I think that's a nice, I wouldn't say gimmick, but it's a nice way of getting his character, the information about his character, why he listens to the music, yeah. hence the music becomes the movie. So it's a good sort of way in. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that was the other thing, definitely with this this movie, similar probably to, mm. um, I think there's a bit of a connection between Tarantino and this director. Isn't sure, it? yeah. Um, the way that music's used it, the whole movie hangs on the music. Yeah. Without the music, it's, it's, well, it's not a movie, basically. The, one of the, well, I think probably many of them, but the, the first car chase scene is basically choreographed to the, the music of um, John Spencer, right? Yeah. Uh, opening the boot, walking across the street. Some of the car movements are actually timed for each piece of music. That, yeah, apparently that... they um, they would rather than cut the music short, they mm. they create the scene for right. the length of the song, extended it. Yeah. Which did is, did yeah. you see the clip that I alluded to before um, uh, that Edgar Wright made in two thousand three for Mint Royale? No, that's the sa- that's the setup at the beginning. He he made a film clip in two thousand three for them called Blue Song, I think, uh, with a few famous comedy actors in it. Is this and one where he's walking with the coffee? No. To get the no, no. Co- oh, the, oh, when he's waiting in the car and doing all the... Oh, the chase scene. Yeah, yeah. Just before they come into the car from the bank robbery. Okay. Yeah. So it's about three minutes, I think, this okay. um, clip. And it, he's basically had that idea and made it a feature-length film. Yeah, so okay. It's, it's pretty novel, yeah. That uh, that one I was thinking of was the uh, steady cam shot where he's walking through the street. Yeah. I think he's just bought the coffee, coffee or he's going to get the coffees, but it's a really long one long shot. Well, yeah, he's and he's going and past, coming, and yeah. there's people coming in and out, and it's mm. all very com- like that would have been so complex to shoot. <sighs> Shit, but yeah. I thought straight away it was a video clip. Where have I seen this before? And I'm sure it was a Kylie Minogue video clip. <laughs> mm, that. Came okay. out of left field. I don't know what no, that is. Okay, maybe that's just my imagination. Just check it out later. Yeah, uh, but that—that's yeah, that's a steady cam. Pretty much a one, one shot, shot one. How did we say this? It's one. It's a one shot. One shot. cut shot. What? Yeah, no cuts basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, which has been done pretty well in other uh, Firefly. I think they did it. And uh, Snake uh, Eyes is a good Snake one. Snake Eyes. Uh, Edgar Wright, what were his other films? Well, he uh, started off in perspective. He started off doing comedy shows in in England, and he he did well, probably my favourite show called Spaced. Have you ever seen this? Oh, I think I have seen Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Yeah. yeah, it's very good, and he's got all those technical sort of flourishes, uh, visual and audio, in that. Uh, after that, he did Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, that was a great film. Great. Yeah, excellent. So he hasn't got done much wrong yet. Um, uh, now, is he always a writer-director? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for all of these things, I think. Um, he did Hot Fuzz after that. And then he did Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do yep. you think? Uh, I wasn't that, that yeah, big I was, on that film. I, I almost turned it off. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um then he, he uh, a couple of years later, he did The World's End. It was the third in the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, I don't know about that. It's pretty good. It's the it's Sean, uh, Sean of the Dead's actors again, Peg and Frost, um, and a few others as well. 
It's a bit of a science fiction sort of piss take. A comedy as well. Um, and then Baby Driver. But in the middle of all that, he was working on Ant-Man and that went tits up. What happened with Ant-Man? I thought that was a good film. He didn't do it. He he was working on it for oh, five, six, seven years or something. And he what, he got the sack or? Mutual. Oh. A mutual uncoupling, right? as it were. He had yeah. a different vision. Yeah, he wanted to do something, and they and maybe Marvel, he Marvel was, Studios uh, said no. Maybe he was too focused on the minute minutiae <laughs> of little scenes, and they said, "Well, this film's small enough already." Right. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah, thanks. But I was I was curious as well the um, comparison with Tarantino mm-hmm. and and Edgar. What's the deal there? Are they really in the same ilk? As far as using music, yeah, I think um, I would say. Uh, story-wise, not not exactly. I think Tarantino's, I don't want to say a better writer, but as far as structure goes, I think Tarantino's got it a bit over him. Mm. If you look at all of the films that that Wright has done, they're, they're kind of, the storyline is pretty perfunctory and it takes a backseat to all the other stuff going on, the the superb technical stuff and the visual flourishes and the gimmicks and the, you know, just yeah. things like, the edits where there's a coffee cup in Baby Driver, some guy's going to grab it and it cuts directly to a, a round uh, lift button and someone's pressing that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all very clever, clever. Very nice, yeah. Clever, clever. But, but you um, say clever, clever like it's a bad thing. It's, it's, it, yeah, I thought that's where we were going with that. <laughs> no, <so>. that's, <laughs> um, no, but I do think it's, no. it's sometimes can be a bad thing if, mm. if that's what the main features of the film that you walk away with are. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There were other things in this film, and also, you know, um, they haven't used a lot of CG. All the driving apparently was done, mm. done for real by yeah, right. pre- these guys, precision drivers. Sure, I believe yeah, yeah. is their um, is is the uh, profession name. Yep, sure. Yeah, that, that, it, that there's all that. I mean, that's all great. But if you strip it all back, take all that out, the story is just, you know, um, I've got one last job. I'm getting out of here, and no, you're not. And there's a there's a woman who's helping him. She's the, you know, hooker with the heart of gold cliche. and mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a bad boss who, you know, suddenly becomes a good guy to help out. The, you know, it's, it's all quite... It's interesting. You know what? Hey, who's this hooker helping him out? No, okay, that's the cliche. There's oh, no okay. hooker. There's, there's a, a I, was, way, I think I missed a good, good no, no. half of the movie there. That's then. just the... the the character, like she doesn't have to be a hooker. She's a she's a girlfriend or a waitress in this case, right? Yep. So it's a little bit played, sort of template, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but if you if you're looking at a Tarantino comparison, look at something like um, Pulp Fiction. Let's use the obvious one. Yeah. It, that's all. That's very clever. The, Another the, the structure of that is similar themed heist. Yeah, movie. yeah, right, right. Heist gone wrong style. Right, right. Lots of stuff happening. Yep. Yeah, it's um, and it's it's fractured. It's quite fractured. So this starts and this ends, and this be- is the beginning, and this is the middle. And I think Pulp Fiction was kind of really when that came out. There was no other film that had ever. Re- my impression was nothing had ever really done it quite like that before. Mm. There was something quite exciting about that yeah. film that yeah. was unique. Right, right. That's true. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. What about, um, to move this along, mm. there's a very – some people have an issue with the ending of this film. I do. Mm. Mm. Who are the other people? <laughs> <laughs> Who else have you talked to? 
Um, well, I, I think I have an issue with the ending. Go on. I'm not sure if it... I, I think we're possibly in agreement here. Okay. As well on a few factors here. Um, slightly moralistic, maybe. Um, a little... It went to places maybe that it didn't need to go, but listening to the interview with Edgar, it mm. was... He did explain why it went there. Mm. But, yeah, I'm still not sure. I don't know. Is there anything you can add on that without giving well, the film away? Firstly, I'd like to say I don't know how it should have ended. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a filmmaker, so, you know, that's, I'll leave that to them. I just thought it was sappy and and cheesy and, yeah, too, too, yeah, too moralistic, I think. And before, okay, this kid... He's trying to get out of this lifestyle that he's accidentally landed in, yeah. but uh, I don't know. It, could, could we have? Did we need to see all that? Could we have just seen? Could we have made it up for ourselves? Yeah. Well, then it would have been. I guess. Yeah. It's up to you, up to the imagination whether whether it went one could, way or other or another. Does he pay for his crimes or does he not pay for his crimes? Maybe. Yeah. I, I get a I get a feeling if if the Cohen brothers, for example, had had the job of ending that film there would have been a it would have been five to ten minutes shorter they would have just gone okay that's where we're stopping and what do you buggers think in the cinema what do you think happened oh well go go home and talk about it you know i guess that would have been quite a different film (laughs) Uh, if the coen brothers had have made the film yeah it'd be quite interesting seeing different directors make the same film yeah just as an experiment really expensive time consuming experiment (laughs) well that's that yeah, I guess um, Gus Van Sant did that with Psycho, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, same film. That was a cut shot, for cut. Pretty much a shot for shot yeah, okay. remake. So that was an experiment, I guess. I haven't seen it, but mm, but why, yeah. why fucking why, well, bother? Why would you care? Why? Exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, is, this, is this film going to go down in history as a, uh, uh, um, as a must-see? As a must-see, I'm not sure. Like, when I watched it the second time, I thought, uh, there are parts I like. There, are, some of the dialogue's great, and there's a diner scene where he's talking about, you know, why are you doing this? For me, it's a job. Jamie Fox says it's my job. It's you guys are on holiday, and there's, it's well written. I do think that um, was one of the best, my favourite scenes in yeah. the movie was that the very tense, yes, diner scene. Ooh. Again, I guess you go back to the Tarantino, yeah, diner scene. Possibly tense, even Michael Mann's Heat with De Niro and Pacino. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, it, yeah. I mean, diners seem to be a good place for tension. That's <laughs> strange, isn't it? Yeah, we don't even have them I here, do we? There's diners. a with the. Well, it would be a cafe here. It would be oh, a cafe, cafe mm. with a small bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think aside from the the driving scenes, which are pretty knuckle knuckle biting. Can I say biting knuckles? Yes. Okay, knuckle biting. Uh, Nail-biting is probably what I'm looking for. And some of the dialogue and all the technical stuff, all the editing, and there's cuts where you go, oh, look at that. Oh, your mind would say, oh, that's look at the way he's cut that. That's great. There's a scene where where baby's talking to Deborah and they're both on telephones. She's at work and he's at home and he's on the left of screen then it quickly cuts and and everything else is dark and she's on the right and it's a really lovely, lovely transition. So the editors, who are they? Jonathan Amos and Paul Macklis, I guess. Um, these these guys did a great job as well. Cinematographer Bill Pope, who worked on The Matrix and lots yep. of other stuff. It, it's 
technically superb, but does it stay with you? That like the story? Maybe not. Is there a mm. bit? Of, is it a matter of a bit of form over function? Like all the technical aspects and everything, yeah, working very well. But but does it drive a a strong story? Well, that's what I, that's that's where I think it lets itself down. It's not a strong story. We've seen it all before. It's yeah, and and yeah, sure. We've seen with Shaun of the Dead. We've seen zombie films before. Yeah, but, but I had never seen. And it's obvious. I'd mm. never seen anyone pretending to be zombies in a zombie film. That was the best scene. Ah, oh, okay. It's like, we'll just act like zombies. Yes. And even now in that Walking Dead, I don't know if you watch any of the... A little series, bit. There's yeah. a trick in that Walking Dead where they can just paint themselves with uh, dead dead flesh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the zombies don't know who they are. I don't know why they don't use it every episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they were already dead. Yeah, right. Oh, that's popped up in other things, I think, that, that trope, hasn't it? World War Z, maybe they use that. Mm, oh, I don't think so. No. no, I've seen that somewhere else before. So. Anyway, um, yeah, but it, well, Shaun of the Dead is a it, it's a zom rom com, isn't it? Really, zom rom com. Yeah, there you go. That's I didn't invent that's that. Good point. I think they might have done. They might yeah, have mentioned yeah. that themselves. So even though that's a zombie film, and it's a romantic comedy, it, it's adding something new to that genre. I suppose it's a new genre completely. Um. And, and yeah, so he's found ways. Hot Fuzz was a police drama comedy, which was a pastiche on many different types of old police shows. But I, I didn't enjoy that too much. World's End was a science fiction sort of alien invasion. Yeah, okay. And so he's sort of, I don't know, he's, is he that original, this guy? Perhaps not. Spaced was. Spaced was his high watermark as far as I'm concerned. But you, you look forward, you seem to look forward to his films. Yeah, because he's in. a great filmmaker. No denying it. Don't want to just get too bogged down in the negative here mm. because he, he is a talented he's guy. Very he's talented. Doing, doing some interesting stuff. Somebody once mentioned a few years ago what would happen if Tarantino just directed somebody else's script. What, what would the mm. film be like? And didn't have a hand in editing because he's a bit baggy with his... It's films. Yeah, okay. Um, and now what would happen if Edgar Wright only directed a film, a script given to him by a... Well, you know, maybe they'd come to a mutual agreement not to oh, continue. Oh, I see. But they were writing that Is this as well. what's going on here? No, no, no. No, because they... Uh, Wright and Joe Cornish okay. were writing were writing Ant-Man as well. Okay. It's just that they... The, I guess the final shooting script didn't agree with the... The, the needs of Marvel Studios, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So Baby Driver, would mm. you see it again? I've seen it once. Well, I've seen it now twice and I don't think I need to see it again. I'd look at clips of it. I'd look at the Jamie Foxx stuff and the you know, maybe some of the car chasing, but would you see it again? I probably wouldn't see it again, but I was happy to um, listen to the interview with Edgar Wright that was it was interesting as much as some of it may or may not have served the film well I think some of those little in, intricate little mm. bits that he just nerds out on completely yeah. uh, it's interesting to learn about those things so but listening to his listen to, to someone like him talking about his films and how he makes it is maybe more interesting than the film mm, maybe sometimes that, maybe that's the issue yeah. maybe yeah no he's he's a he's a good um Guest. He's a good radio guest, I guess. Yeah. yeah, so what are we doing next? Uh well we've got a film. I think I know we've got Dunkirk coming up. Yeah, and um but you may be your 
probably the better one to yeah, advise. I'll, um, I'll think about this. That could be the next one. We'll see anyway. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I'm going to need you behind the wheel again real soon. You call him there? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>